Ready Check Radio. Stand by as we get ready to serve up all your news this week in the world of gaming. Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. Why, hello, 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 Internet. It's Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means here on Ready Check Radio, it's time for a Gaming Gumbo, our weekly gaming wrap-up, which hasn't been weekly lately and won't be weekly next week either. Uh, <laughs> I'm Mike Burton, a.k.a. Magic Man, your host as always. It's nice to be with you. We're going to talk about gaming, and if you're watching on iTunes or listening on iTunes, Spotify, watching on YouTube, thank you so much. Head on over when you get a moment to readycheckradio.com. All the socials are in the upper right corner. Follow, like, subscribe. Thumbs up, notifies, all that good stuff that feeds the algorithm. If you like what we do here, it's easy, fast, and it's cheap. Nice way to support us. We got chat standing by. Hopefully you can make it live in chat sometime as well, and you'll be able to chat with this one right here, Mr. Dom Greco. What's up, sir? Oh, thanks for having me on this pseudo-weekly show. (laughs) No show next week. Torchwick and I will be in Canada again. (laughs) Still chasing that Nationals qualifier for Final Fantasy TCG, so... It'll be nice. We'll we'll see you in two weeks back here. Also on yep. the line, back from MomoCon, bringing the con crud with him. It's Yon. Hey, How are you? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> a little bit, you know, worse for wear here and there. But so we doing once a month now? Is that what's going yeah, on here? Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like our. Well, here's the thing. So we we do have the oh, travel well. next week. But then I think like the next FFTCG event is like late and that I'll be going to. There's other mm-hmm. ones, but will be like late in July. So after our break next week, we'll have a nice sequence of like five shows in a row. Are you uh, sure you don't want to just change sure. it to the monthly wrap-up show? Right, the gaming <laughs> demo, your monthly <laughs> gaming wrap-up show. I mean, TwitchCon's in October. I don't know what my availability is going to be like, so just, you know. Oh, my God. It's been a mess. Uh, we are going to go back a little bit on a few things today. In our main news, we're going to talk a lot about hardware, gents, ironically. like we, mm. It's not even like the console release cycle, but we have hardware to talk about that debuted this week. And we have hardware that kind of got confirmed last week that we've talked about on the show before, and we'd like to laugh at some more. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Most of this hardware is kind of laughable to me. Well, so, like, Quest 3 did their whole reveal, right? Meta did their whole right. reveal this week for Quest mm-hmm. 3. And I'll tell you what. Like, I, I know VR is, like, a very hit-and-miss thing for people. You know, some get vertigo, and some just don't like it, and, you know, wearing something on your head. And, you know, it's a hard hard technology to adopt across the board but i've always like like i'm i love the virtual boy back in the day like i didn't care that it was all red i was like yeah and burning this, your retinas yeah, out yeah. this this headache feels fantastic um, <laughs> i'm seeing things in 3d Mate, havoc and i played hours of stupid mario tennis on the virtual boy just like laying on the floor in the most uncomfortable position <laughs> oh ever God. just like this is amazing this is absolutely amazing uh, but then, like, you know, I didn't get into the Vive or any of those that require, like, the, the setups mm-hmm. around the room and things like that. I was like, I just don't have the room that I'd want to keep those up in. Uh, and I really don't want to get in. So, like, when the Quest debuted, and we did the PSVR, and that was cool. Uh, you're tethered to the PS4, though. I have not gotten the PSVR 2 yet, simply because it was kind of like, 
yeah, I'm not paying 600 bucks for this again. <laughs> it it just, looks cool. It does. It does. But it's like I, everything that I'm going to play, I can kind of already play. So, yeah, okay, it'll look a little better, whatever. But I will tell you what, this household has gotten a ton of use out of the Quest 2. A ton of use out of the Quest 2. It had a great price point, right? Mm -hmm. When it debuted, it was like, what, 300 bucks? Yeah. It has uh, what I think are like kind of the standard when it comes to controllers. And I know they kind of ripped off you know, their competitor a little bit, but they evolved a, a, a little bit as well. Uh, I love the control. Like Beat Saber is just fantastic. Torchwick bought me Mist because my dad and I like have my oh. dad. I have, I have huge memories of my dad and I playing Mist, and when they made that a VR uh, game just not too long ago, Torchwick surprised me and bought that on it. Uh, but you know, just, I still remember a stupid little fun fact about that game is the safe combination was the address of our family owned business that wow. we used to have, and then wow. in reverse. That was the the number of my home address from from way back. So I'll never forget that safe number. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I I was interested to see where Meta was going to take it next. Right. They were kind of like the. Yeah, they weren't like the hey, they weren't like the knockoff performance wise, but you weren't going to get the performance out of it that you got from the Vive and, and some of those no. other big dogs. No. You, but you knew that going in. Uh, mm -hmm. But they weren't like the ones you buy at Walmart for fifty dollars, where you slap your phone in them. Like right, right. <laughs> you, you were gonna get some decent performance out of this. And Look, we I, I don't have... really consider those VR headsets because <laughs> 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 you're staring at your phone in two meters from your face. Come on. Now. <laughs> um, and the the price point was attractive, right? For to get it, it you didn't need any extra hardware. You just you just three hundred bucks. Here you go. Have fun with the thing. So I wanted to see where they took it next. And the specs for the the Meta Three look mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. They are an improvement over mm -hmm. the Quest Two, no doubt. And they're but... putting in that whole like mixed reality thing in there because Google's got their product coming soon, and I, I think they're they're thinking like, hey, Google's mixed reality thing's gonna really pump some headsets. Let's get in on that too. I and mixed opinions there. Right, right, right. Uh, but. So what's the but? The but Where's is the but? that they kind of, I feel, shot themselves because they've <laughs> okay. put the price point is now not attractive. Even for the improvements that they've made on it, Dom, the price point is now five hundred bucks. Yeah, that is a that is a bit concerning. I I I don't follow much of VR because I am somebody that has both vertigo. And motion sickness. Oh, nice! So you got the old mambo really, combo. You got yeah, so, you doing the deep dish mambo there. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't really, I don't look into these things VR. I, I, I don't think I can handle it. I really don't. So, is it a significant upgrade between the two and the three? Like, what is it, like? It. I'm all for like upping the price point if it's like innovating something. But if it's just like, hey, here's a little bit of like bells and whistles that. It's just upgrading, really. It's not really actually adding anything. Well, that's not worth it to they, me. They they did upgrade some things. Like obviously, they have the pass through now, which the, the Quest Two does not, right. so that you can do the mixed reality stuff. Um, I think I, I kind of want to say that's where the price jump comes from. Yeah, honestly, I think Meta is just taking a beating. Mm -hmm. like well, Meta I as mean, a company is taking there. a beating. Well, and they probably yeah. banked on you know their whole metaverse thing making billions 
and subsidizing the losses on the units, right? It's no secret that most consoles themselves, at least for the first couple of years of their run, sell for a loss, right? Oh, yeah. They get subsidized by the company so that the software units will hopefully make up for that, and then the console will reach profitability per unit at some point in its lifespan. And I think right. Meta just like kind of has had a rough couple of years. Facebook's had a couple of rough years to the point where they can't subsidize it to the, the tune that they maybe had planned, Yod. Mm, I could kind of see that. I mean, it, it's definitely there. Meta is definitely, you know, uh, rather than be a success, you know, a laughing stock that most people just kind of turn their nose up at, which, I mean, I've never actually seen what they were trying to do with the virtual spaces and stuff like that because I, I don't really get into VR stuff. Um I do have a a, fr a good friend that is really into the VR stuff. He does the VR social thing. I, I can't remember what it's called. Where you VR chat? Yeah, VR chat. He actually does DJing and stuff in there, which is all kinds of interesting. But uh, you know, he he's got an entire other life in VR chat, hmm. and it's it's a whole thing, and it's it's big. But you got to make it. So a space that people want to be in. Yeah, and, and the they meta. were the accessible space. Right. With the right. Quest 2. Right, but with how they built Meta, I think, the Metaverse or whatever the heck he was trying to call it, it, it was like, but VR chat already has the ability to have full bodies and to wander and do customizable and do all this stuff. Why are you so far behind? Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to have the omnidirectional treadmill with the haptic feedback right, like yeah. we saw in Ready Player One. Right. Then I'm on board. Like, let's yeah. go. I'll no, be I mean, that is a this. thing. I'll, <laughs> I'll get the motion sickness and the vertigo. I don't care. I'll live in that world. I, just give, sign me up. Yeah, I mean, the omni is a thing. It is a thing. Uh, Havoc bringing up that he doesn't want to use it because uh, you have to use a Facebook account. You don't. Uh, yeah, that was a that. thing. Yeah, that was when they went from Quest One uh, or the original Quest, and Facebook bought them and said, "Hey, no, no, no deal. You're never gonna have to do that." When they introduced the Quest Two, and the original Quest people left, Facebook did try to implement that and say, "You have to have a Facebook account." The backlash was so strong. They said, "Okay, fine. You don't have yeah. to have a, a Facebook account. So you don't have yeah, to do well, that now, yeah. and you don't have to do that on the Quest Three." Which is one of the streams of monetization they wanted to do. Exactly. Which, which made. Is gone contribute yeah. to this hey you know right uh, we're not we're unable to subsidize it to not not that meta's going anywhere right facebook is making just fine money as far as being a company but you, when you plan on subsidizing something mm -hmm. that that's a big hit because it's a straight loss right right it's yeah. a pure loss at that point and then yeah, you, I, you look at the price point and they were the accessible one dom but now you say okay wait a minute i can spend 500 dollars on this vr headset that only i can play or one person can play at a time. And unless you set up some extracurricular things, which aren't easy even for somebody that does this whole streaming and tech and Chromecasting and all that stuff for a living, it is not easy to cast that thing onto a TV in any real enjoyable watching fashion. I will tell you that much. Yeah. Um, or, hey, you know what? Why don't I just buy my kids a PlayStation 5? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Extra controller is much cheaper than an extra headset. <laughs> right. I, ugh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm curious, but there's also that, Dom, you mentioned it earlier. Like, how much of an improvement could it possibly be right now? We're not talking about a Gen right. 2 versus Gen 8 six year gap or anything. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't know. It's not not for me. That's that's for sure. No, I, I don't think uh, VR is really going to really, really be mainstream until we do get those omnidirectional treadmills or something where you can move around in a space dedicated to it. Because like you said, Mike, with you, there's no dedicated space. You don't have the room to set up a dedicated space. Yeah, so, and I got the I got the room. I just don't want it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't I want mean, to set up yeah, the like four want, cameras. Wanting or having, you know, yeah. either way. There's, there's and no I totally to like would buy an Omni, right, and slap that right. thing in the middle of my room and and do my thing. But the the problem then comes down to that thing doesn't fold. That thing doesn't store nicely. That thing doesn't go anywhere well. <laughs> Uh, and apparently my internet's messing up for a little bit. By the way, next Monday I'm having Comcast ripped out of here because they cannot diagnose the intermittent drop of... Uh, it's not even a disconnect, by the way. It's just like a speed drop. Uh, and then all of a sudden it'll come back like a minute later. They've been unable to diagnose it, so next Monday Comcast is getting ripped out of this building after seven or eight years. <laughs> We're just ripping it out. So, yeah, it's... Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I should do yeah. with it. Yeah, it's, it's. I don't think I'm going to get it. No. I mean, are the games even very appealing to you? Well, I mean, they did reveal a bunch of games, and right now, apparently, our video has frozen on Twitch. We're <laughs> we're totally streaming, but we're uh, we're frozen. I, I see that. They, yeah, they, they can hear us. That. They can hear us, but that's I, it. I'm stuck with my hands, like. You know, I know. I, yeah, you are. <laughs> wow. Uh, they did reveal the games, uh, a, a bunch of games, including Samba D'Amigo, mm -hmm. which I'm a fan of. Do I mean, you remember the Dreamcast version, Dom? Did you ever play that one? No, I didn't. I didn't play that one, no. A little rhythm game with some maracas. Yeah. It makes sense mm -hmm. for VR. I Expect You to Die 3, Cog in the Machine. Uh, Silent Slayer, Vault of the Vampire looked pretty neat. It was like a single-player yeah. horror game. Ghostbusters: Rise of the Ghost Lord. There you are, Dom. That's the that's the title that's going to get you into VR. That that is the one that's that'll the one. Uh, that'll let me that take all my motion sickness with me. <laughs> uh, underdogs. Uh, pro era NFL. That one always looks neat to me. Like that. Like if you could talk about what VR was gonna do, and say, you know, play football through the eyes of the quarterback, you'd probably go, okay, that is that is the use case for VR. <laughs> mm -hmm. That is absolutely wow. the use case. But I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Racket Club Tennis Vampire the Masquerade Justice. I'm a huge VTM fan. Dungeons of Eternity, and then I do have one favorite. I do wait, have wait, one that, favorite. What, what's that? What's that? The Seventh Guest VR. Ooh, yeah. The Seventh yeah, Guest yeah, yeah. VR. Did you ever play Seventh Guest? Seventh Guest, Eleventh Hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my, oh my! Such it's such a great series. We're like dead on Twitch, but that's fine. Uh, we'll just keep <laughs> going. This this. So this show will be an audio-only version of the show this week. There will not be are a you, YouTube post. Are you familiar with um, uh, the Ghostbusters uh, VR experience that they had at uh, Madame Tussauds uh, wax, yeah, wax Museum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that's the kind of VR that like I would rather have like and expect. But like that's very elaborate because they had the room and they had all like everything is set up where it's like if there's a couch in the game, there is a couch like in real life that you're physically touching as you're walking through and you're not like locked into one place. So um, it just it was like a untextured like all the walls are black. The couch is black. But in the game. You're seeing everything like it's properly textured. Yeah. So it's just more of the sensory like you've got the headset on, but you're moving throughout the space in real time and feeling these objects that you're touching in the games. That that to me is the the kind of VR experience that I would prefer. Right. We're not we're not anywhere near anything like that for home or, you know, yeah. like that. That would yeah. be an experience you have to go somewhere for. So yeah. the the standing in my living room and like knocking over all my furniture, yeah. that does not appeal to me. <laughs> Seventh guest, man. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I, I, the the games they announce sound do sound really interesting. Yeah, and and, and they they are games that sound like I would like to play at some point. But I don't think the VR platforms have actually hit that one game that you know everybody must play. Yeah, that, that must have title. In. Yeah, like you know, there there's certain games in on PlayStation or on Nintendo where you're just hooked and you're gonna buy every single time. You're gonna, you know, yeah. it, it's a franchise. You're gonna you're gonna upgrade your system so you can play the next one and so on and so forth. I don't think they've hit that yet. I would agree. I would agree. There isn't that marquee thing yet. Yeah. Right. So, it. I mean, it is what it is at this point, and I don't think raising the price point on a new system is gonna do what they want it to especially do. when you were the low price point dog and that was one of your whole right. sticks you know right. unless unless they know something we don't and everybody else is gonna raise their price point above theirs yeah uh, low, low, low price point again uh, maybe but yeah hey uh speaking of hardware i know this is a little older but uh <laughs> the at the sony showcase uh like a week and a half almost two weeks ago they did officially reveal Project Q, which we kind of talked about the initial rumors, oh, Yad. I think you and I were in the episode. Uh, Dom, yeah. were you on that episode, or was that Troy? Uh, it looks uh, like a handheld PlayStation thing that we just kind of didn't know exactly what it was going to be. Uh, but the rumors were mostly true. Uh, it's it's like a handheld LCD screen with two halves of a DualSense controller on either side of the son of a bay. Uh, yeah, 1080p. Like 60 frames per second, over Wi-Fi, all looking good and stuff, adaptive triggers, all that fun stuff from the DualSense. Uh, but, but you have but. to have a PlayStation 5. Like, the rumors were right. You have to have a PS5. So basically, it is a device for PlayStation Remote Play. So you have to have a PlayStation 5, and the games you're playing on it have to be installed on the PlayStation 5, and it's played over your Wi-Fi connection. I don't know who this is for Dom, yeah, and, and it looks like not for me. A, looks like they took a PlayStation controller, cut it in half, and soldered it onto a Switch OLED screen. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, it's so weird because it's like, is this just meant for people that want to lay in bed and play games at night, or like, what what is this? Like, yeah. do you really think this is going to replace the phone? I I'll, I'll lay in my bed and play BeatStar. I don't care. See, now the thing the thing was like remote play. I always thought was a badass feature. Mm-hmm. Like for the Vita and stuff like that, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Like that was a cool feature. 
but it's a feature as a it's feature not, right <laughs> is based upon. Right. not the whole functionality of right. the unit and if if it's for single because obviously it's for single person play because it's it's a handheld thing it's it's like you know if if someone wants to watch the tv or whatever and you want to play your playstation you can use that at that point in time i'd prefer to get a freaking uh playstation vr and just use that yeah i mean it's this is a tough sell for a world i think that has a switch has a switch has a steam deck now has the uh, Asus ROG Ally. Like <laughs> you just, you got you gotta have iPad. a PlayStation Five. Then you gotta buy this thing, which we don't know how much it's gonna be. But let's say it's going to be a few hundred dollars because it will be. Uh, yeah, minimum and, like two fifty. Right, and then you have minimum. to buy the game, install it on your PlayStation Five to even play it on this thing. Like by itself, it does nothing. It's not a PlayStation right. Vita that can play Vita games, and by the way, can no. can do remote play. It right. just does. Like you now, turn your your PS5 into like an eight hundred dollar piece of software, like you know, I mean, or I piece of hardware those, rather. Those really sweaty games where you got to go poop, but you can't stop playing. Maybe <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know. Uh, people have laptops for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, get that leg burn while you're taking a dump. No, no thanks. Oh no, that's what the uh, that's that's what the uh, the the TV trays are for. Uh, <laughs> I just have visions now of you like fucking rolling into your bathroom with a TV tray and a laptop. Like, man, this Rainbow Siege game ain't gonna finish itself. <laughs> hey, uh, big week though as far as releases, right? We got uh, Diablo Four came out this mm-hmm. week. Well, early access, I guess. If we're being technical, the uh, it's early access has kicked off. Uh, Street Fighter 6. Diablo 4, by the way, I'm seeing lots of positive stuff. Not just about the game itself, which I kind of felt like from the betas was going to be pretty good. Um, But like just the launch itself, as far as queue times (laughs) and performance of the games, odd issues here and there, but nothing like Diablo 3. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, well, Diablo 3. Now, I gotta I mean, say, I have style. not played. I just can't give Activision the money. We all know this. I'm not gonna reiterate this, but have either of you been in early access? Dom, I know you are a big Diablo guy. We're looking forward to this one. Have Were you taking part in early access? Did you, like, pre-order to that um, extent? So, I... Did. I played, I played through, like, the stress tests and all that, and, uh, I enjoyed them. I purposely, like, skipped the, uh, the story, because I wanna get the story as a whole and like experience it here. Um, I logged in. I got as far as making my character. I haven't actually played the game. I haven't even logged connected <laughs> to a server yet. Um, but that's that's more I could say more than I've done with uh, Zelda or or Mario Rabbids. So um, are, are you, you, know. yeah, you open the package at least Is Zelda. I, I opened the package. I put yeah. it into yeah. my switch and I installed it. Right. Oh so my God, so we're yeah, we're yeah, it's installed and updated. So like it's uh, it's good. Right? We're well just, on our way, just, boys. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish there were more hours in the day. Can we just add like ten more hours to a day? Oh God, no! Please don't. <laughs> Why? No, no, I don't want it. No, you don't want ten more hours per day. No, I have to buy a TV tray so I can go laptop while I'm, <laughs> while I'm pooping. <laughs> But I am excited. I will be playing Diablo Four this this coming week. Like I'm I'm gonna be doing it. Um, how much I'm gonna be playing? Like in terms of like after I get through the game, that's that's up for debate. But 
Uh, I typically will play through once through and then I'll make a hardcore character and I will play all the way until it dies. And then I'll be like, F this game. And then I won't touch it for like months. So <laughs> what about you? Yod? You are going to partake uh, of the Diablo. I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm with you on the fact that I, I don't want to give Blizzard money. Yeah. Um, oh. I'm probably going to wait until somebody returns it at GameStop. And pick it up from there, right? Because for one, I'm not into the competitive stuff. I'm not yeah, into you. Know, yeah. I've got to be leveled beyond the next guy next to me or whatever. That and you want to see like, how bad Diablo fans get shanked two months after it launches with some gross monetization scheme that right. didn't put in the game right away because it would impact right. reviews. <laughs> right, and then when they get pissed and sell their game off the GameStop, that's where I'll, where I'll swoop in and pick it up for like you know twenty bucks. <laughs> Did yep. you see how they were goading people into buying the uh, the ultimate edition? Yeah. No. What would they do? Yeah. They they announced the first like what was it a thousand or ten thousand uh, players that reached level one hundred in hardcore mode uh, would get their their battle tag IDs etched in the back of the the Lilith statue. Wow. For yeah, so it's like oh well, if you you want to be one of those, you better get the ultimate edition so you can get a head jump and play in that early oh. access. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I don't care about that. I just want to play through the story and see how it goes. So, yeah. Uh, what about Street I'll Fighter wait. Six? That was another big one this week. Another big one this week. I think they really turned that logo around. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, <laughs> they turned it from right to left. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it does look a lot better now. It does look a lot better now. I, I'll tell you what, though, like a far cry from Street Fighter V, right? Street Fighter V, when it, oh my gosh, that was just horrible. Right now, Street Fighter VI uh, on PC Gamer, 89%, 9 out of 10 from IGN, 5 out of 5 on Games Radar. Like, it's, it's, doing, it's doing what it's supposed to do and doing it pretty well. If you look at the Metacritic score uh, for the PlayStation 5 version, 92% from uh, editors, 7.9 from users. Now, again, only 14 ratings there on the PlayStation 5. The PC version, you have to wait a little bit uh, before you'll see some ratings from users, right. but 93% there from editors as well. And then on the Xbox Series X, 89% from editors. So 89s and above across the board for a game that arguably shot itself in the throat last time around, Yod. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I do enjoy Street Fighter, the the series, all that stuff. It's it's one of the fond memories I have with my brother, um, watching him beat the snot out of this Ken player with one <laughs> using one button with Chun Li <laughs> in Las Vegas. It was amazing. So I keep tabs on the game. I I haven't I didn't go all in and buy it myself, but I do like the character designs they they came up with for yeah. this new one. I think they advance pretty well with them. Uh, this, that's definitely one I'll be I'll be playing soon because Torchwick's really into fighters. He's like the fighter person in the house. Uh, uh -huh. Mine was you know Soul Calibur back in the day on Dreamcast, oh, which oh. I'll still play competitively. Mm -hmm. But that's it. And I'm the Mortal Kombat fanboy here. So. Are you? We kind of got it all. <laughs> yeah. 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 Torchwick's real big into uh, injustice. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he loves injustice. He also loves Mortal Kombat. It, yeah, all fighters. Lately, he's been on the Persona fighter kick, or not Persona? Is it Persona? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it Persona? Is uh, Persona? I did not know Persona uh, was a fighter. What, which one is it? Yeah, Persona Four Arena, Arena mm. Ultimax. Yes. 
Um, mm. is, I, I think that's the one. I don't know. He's really into <laughs> one. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's but he'll, he'll probably, yeah, it's, it's one he's been playing a lot on Steam lately. Uh, so we'll definitely end up picking up Street Fighter. Um, let's finish off with some miscellaneous news. <laughs> According to Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg, uh, who mm-hmm. generally has pretty reputable, you know, reputation when it comes to this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, remember how Redfall came out and we all kind of like, uh, meh? Mm. <laughs> yeah, weren't you all hyped about I it? I was we so were. interested in Redfall, and yeah. Well, <laughs> we, I think, speculated on this show, too, that the dev team was probably like, this isn't ready, this isn't ready, and higher up said it needs to be ready. Mm-hmm. Turns out, according to Jason Schreier, that's right. Not only did most of the Prey team from Arcane leave when they found out this is what we're going to be making uh, and they didn't want to do it. But the ones that did stay, a lot of them left when they saw how this was going. And apparently it reached the point, Dom, where Jason Schreier says sources have said there's people on the team that honestly were hoping Redfall would either be delayed and revamped into something entirely else entirely or flat out canceled when Microsoft took over. That's what people on the team were hoping would happen. The project mm-hmm. they are actively being paid to do, they want it to be wildly revamped and delayed or flat out canceled. And obviously that did not happen. That's deep. Yeah, that's just wow. Mm. That's pretty, pretty. Yeah, wow. Like you, was, you always hear Dom of these. Like somebody after the fact says, "Yeah, there were a couple of us that said it wasn't ready. I mean, wasn't ready, and maybe it should be delayed a little more and stuff like that." No, no, no Man's Sky. You know, there was a bunch of that yeah. going on after it launched. People left the team and said, "You know, we said it should wait, but it didn't." But to come out and have multiple people telling you, not only did we have a bunch of experience leave over this project, but most of us didn't even want it to come out. Yeah. It's so, like, we were we were really hyped for this. Yeah. Like, I know me and you were both talking about it. And then I'm one of those, you know, like, I, I don't currently have the, the Game Pass subscription, you know, whatever, so... I, I typically like to own my games instead of renting them out or streaming them out or whatever you want to call those kind of services. And it's like one of those, I'll wait. I'll wait for the reviews. I'm not going to pre-order it. And then I was all gung-ho and I'm like ready to get it. And then like two days before, a couple of my friends got early access and they were playing it and streaming it. And I'm sitting there going, I don't <laughs> think I want this anymore. <laughs> and... Yeah, well, uh, yeah, you guys, you know, chat it up and, you know, it's going to be good. I can't wait for it. And then I didn't hear a single thing from Mike about it. After <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, the, the thing was, like, we, as much that, as dude. we wanted to play this, we were, like, super cautious about it. And, yeah. and we were like, you know, thank God it's on Game Pass because I I'm hopeful for it, but I am not $70 hopeful for it. Like, I am not <laughs> buying this. It's mm-hmm. on Game Pass. I'm going to play it there and then maybe buy it. But 
I am so glad. Like it was the perfect Game Pass title. <laughs> 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 so you did play it. You did play it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiple well, times. What, like I. So what? What are your thoughts on it? It's shallow as shit. Like it's just <laughs> so shallow. Um, there, there were literally. T- I was streaming it over on MMO Bomb, and okay. and we had to go all the way across the map to get to something. Okay, and I okay. literally said. Here's what we're going to do when we leave the firehouse, gang. We're going to leave the firehouse, and I'm going to take the main roads all the way through Redfall to our destination and see if I can stay on the main roads, not even be sneaky and side roads and climb up mountains and go behind houses. No, I'm going to take the main roads, and I'm going to see if I can still avoid every single thing on this map. And I got there. It was just a walking simulator. We We just went. Because there you didn't isn't, even have to fight. No, no. Oh, there Jesus. were there were there. Everything in the in the city is so few and far between. Like oh you have God. a little bit of fun when you go into the like the nests. Those are mm-hmm. kind of interesting. They're procedurally generated. There's challenge in there and stuff. But the world is boring as shit. The loot is boring <laughs> as shit. The abilities aren't great. It, it's it's so shallow. It's one of those games that probably could be really really good. If they had another year, yeah, because I, I was like thinking maybe I'll you know get Game Pass and if you, you if you start talking about it again I'll jump in and see if you wanted to play a game or two with it. Yeah, don't. And, no. and um, no. But I was like I was looking at the characters, the different characters you can pick from. Am I? I, I want to play a certain type of character. And it's like none of these characters are that type of character, even yep. though they say they are. Yep. <clears throat> and they all feel kind of the same. Oh, so disappointing. It's like the same thing with like like games like this, Back for Blood, like all these things that I've been look, so looking forward to. I've been just so let down over and over and yep. over again that I just don't get excited for things anymore. Like they've actually destroyed my ability to look forward to things like I want to look forward to Remnant 2 right now. Right. Because I really enjoyed the hell out of Remnant 1. I played a lot of it and I actually want to go back and replay it. And I've been seeing now they're doing release trailers for like, you know, here's this character in Remnant 2. And it's like, ooh, this looks like a lot of fun. Like, but I sit here and go, I'm not getting my hopes up because it's just it's going <laughs> to let me down. Yeah. It's going to let me down like everything else. Speaking of letdowns, <laughs> this was not in the show notes, but these two maniacs made me bring it to the show today. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we've made fun of the Lord of the Rings Gollum forever on this show. Forever. Well, yeah, we gotta How can you not bring the payoff to the show? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. how it works. The Lord of the Rings Gollum, not, uh, not doing so hot. You thought Redfall was bad? <laughs> It's not uh it's not your precious. <laughs> Apparently not. Uh let's see. We got the PlayStation 5 version uh having a meta score of 35 with a mm-hmm. user score of 1.1. 1. 1. Wow. The, the PC a 40 with a user score of 2.6. <laughs> Slightly above. The Xbox doesn't have enough ratings yet. <laughs> <laughs> they don't carry enough to rate it. Uh it is a Abysmal. So much so that Daedalic Entertainment, of course, posted, you know, the random text on a black background picture uh, on Twitter. We're so used to seeing this. When you see when you see any game you like <laughs> posting text on a black background, don't even read it. It's just bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
it's yeah, just yeah. bad. Dear players, we would like to sincerely apologize for the underwhelming experience many of you have had with the Lord of the Rings Gollum upon its release. We acknowledge and deeply deeply regret that the game did not meet the expectations we set for ourselves or for our dedicated community. Please accept our sincere apologies for any disappointment this may have caused. Our goal as a studio and as passionate Lord of the Rings fans has always been to tell a compelling and immersive story-driven adventure. Crafting a story with Middle-earth as our playground has been the greatest honor and the biggest challenge we've faced so far. At Daedalic, we understand that a game's success relies on the enjoyment and satisfaction of its players. We genuinely value your feedback and have been actively listening to your voices, reading your comments, and analyzing the constructive criticism and suggestions you've provided. Our development team has been working diligently to address the bugs and tech issues many of you experience. We're committed to providing you with patches that will allow you to enjoy the game to its fullest potential. Once again, we deeply apologize for any inconvenience caused, and we appreciate your understanding during this time. We'll continue to keep you updated on our progress and provide transparent communication regarding the upcoming patches and improvements. Your passion and dedication as players has been the driving force behind our determination to make things right. Okay. I just have to say, gentlemen, I hate bullshit like this. <laughs> we got something similar with the Jedi, right? Didn't we? Yeah, but that was straight PC, predominantly, by the way, PC mm-hmm. tech issues. Mm-hmm. Like the game had tech issues. Right. Nobody was like, this isn't a fucking game. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, the, the, the whole issue with Golem is when you have to ask, who is this game for and why did we make it? And your answer is, I hate stuff like this where it is so obvious that this product was not ready in any way, shape or form. You will never oh convince me that the team at Daedalic, just like Redfall, you will never convince me that that team didn't know this should not leave our offices yet. No, no. Oh. If they're, Sorry, sorry, but if they're gonna PS, try to it's not it, fun. Yeah, if they're gonna try to patch it until it's good, is it gonna be free until it's good? Is are they gonna actually no. put their money where their mouth is no, and give it not. to you free until it's good? Of course not. Then, then screw it. Like I had a conversation with with some friends and stuff, and it's like you look at the game, and it's like the concept of the game, like oh, you play as Golem, that would be fun. It sounds like something that a bunch of like your friends would get together and come up with while you're drunk. Right. And then you would be like, that would make a really cool game. Right. But this went further because you're no longer like in the drunk phase. You're actually making the game. And like what stopped? Like there's you're you at some point you had to realize there's not enough here to be a game. And then you have Golem like acting out of character and he's like befriending birds. And it's like he would rip those things apart like he'd eat them like this is not Golem. Yeah, the whole thing's a mess, and that statement is nothing but smoke. Fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. Not them individually. I'm sure the devs are very nice people. I mean, as a company shipping that product out the door. Yeah. You you will never convince me that that company did not, Daedalic did not know, A, we don't have a fun product yet, and B, it's not even a full product yet. Like, you just won't convince me. They they delayed the game, for God's sakes, Yod. Yeah, multiple times. And we told them, good. Good. Yeah. You should. Yeah, like I said, the, like the first, the first time we mentioned this freaking game, wasn't the first thing we we all said was why. Yeah. 
But then, why you know, are I they kind of, like I was kind of curious what they would do with a stealth game based on Gollum because I'm like, well, well, yeah, it makes sense that it would be stealth. I mean, just look at like just Google him, Google him, like just look at him in the game, like that's all you need to know right there. He looks horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And not not in a good way, horrible. Yeah. Like like he's supposed to look. No, I no. could he's, understand. He's I could understand if this was like very early in his story before he was like super corrupt and like everything. And it's like he's he's like, but it's not. This is like taking place as like a a between Hobbit and Lord of the Rings story. Like this, no, right. like no. <laughs> yeah, if they made a the you know the the fall of Smeagol. In yes. The Golem story that that yeah that'd be an interesting game, but because there'd be a point to it. There's yeah. a right. point to it. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. <sighs> hey, let's talk it about hurt. something good. Those two things were awful. <laughs> yes, Redfall and Golem were upset. awful. Let's let's yeah. go to something more exciting. Capcom wants to know what Resident Evil remake should come next, Yod. What one do you want? I mean, they've been sending out surveys. So what what yeah, would that, you have answered if you took the, the survey? Over- the overwhelming fan response, I agree with. You'd go Code Veronica. Yeah, I totally agree with it. What about you, Dom? Um, I I've always said I wanted Code Veronica. I think we've had this discussion yeah. before, and and Code Veronica was like my number one pick. Um, it's this weird like side story kind of thing, and I think it deserves a little bit more spotlight and bring it back into like the main thing. So there's not a lot of options to play it right now. So uh, I think that makes the most sense to bring out there. I still, I still could be wrong, but I want zero and one redone. I know one was already redone, but it's just a GameCube port at this point. I want zero and one brought up to the standards of two, you know, like you want a remake, not a remaster, right? Well, no, because the GameCube one was a remake, you know, it was. It was a remake. If you ever played the original on PlayStation, there was Resident Evil on PlayStation and then there was the Resident Evil director's cut. I preferred the director's cut to the two. And then there was the remake, which made it onto GameCube, which was a whole. The game looked beautiful back then, and it still kind of looks beautiful, but it's not at the same standard as the rest of them. I just I want I want them to do that. But Code Veronica, I feel because the other two are accessible and you can get them on Steam and whatnot, Code Veronica, I think, is the the most necessary right now. I do, too. Uh, Although I will say that there's a bit of nostalgia goggles on this one big time for me, because if you go back and play Code Veronica, the story's goofy as hell. Like, Mm -hmm. it is goofy as hell, but there's definitely nostalgia. And apparently, like... They, we even got Code Veronica trending on Twitter at one point when everybody found out that Capcom had sent this survey and they were everybody was telling everybody oh, to go geez. vote for Code Veronica. So hopefully it did well. I mean, it, it was trending on Twitter <laughs> because of it. Yeah. Um, nice. This past week, by the way, Dolphin, the emulator, right, was going to be uh, launched on Steam. <laughs> but uh, that got paused and, and flat out canceled. And we all kind of just thought, well, that makes sense, right? Nintendo probably tried to DMCA them and, you know, whatever. Turned out there wasn't really a DMCA takedown, uh, technically speaking, because Valve actually warned Nintendo that Dolphin planned to come to Steam. And Nintendo basically replied with, hey, thanks for letting us know. Here's what Dolphin does. This is basically getting around copyright protection. And they did cite to Valve portions 
of the DMCA laws here in the United States, mm -hmm. uh, but not Section 512, which is the one you're probably the most familiar with, right? That Steam as a platform doesn't have any legal responsibility about anything. If you notify them that somebody's violating your copyright, all they have to do is take it down, and then you and the copyright holder settle things and come on back. But Nintendo's lawyers actually cited Section 1201 instead, which does put Valve on the hook if you help distribute something that is purposefully violating or evading copyright technical protections. And so Valve just kind of right. said, okay, cool, we're not going to put it up then. Don't worry about it. We're done. Because Nintendo's lawyers did kind of hint, we will sue you. Like, they didn't say it that way. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but they were like, you know, we will sue you. <laughs> we will come after you if you uh, help them distribute this thing. So no you more don't dolphin screw with Mario, just like you don't want to screw with the mouse. Yeah, it's just, that's all there is to it. <laughs> how do you well, interesting? How do you feel? The the way you, yeah, go ahead. Dom. It's interesting the way they got around it. Right. And it's not just like because emulation itself, like the, the software, the emulator, there's nothing wrong with with the emulator. It's the encryption method. Right, 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 right. So, like, that's that's such an interesting take for them to, to go at for this now because, you know, emulation has always been this weird gray area for so long, and, and they found... Their, it's like the Disney, you know, copyright well, loopholes. Here's the thing, a, though. Did they find it, or are they just taking... Because I don't think they found it. I think this is... Hey, as long as we can keep Valve off of putting it there... This is something that will never be litigated in court. Because mm -hmm. I don't, you know, the lawyers can disagree on this one. There are some that say, yeah, Nintendo's absolutely quoting it correctly and would probably win a case if they had to go to court against Valve for this. But there are other lawyers that say that just the same thing you're saying, Dom. I don't know if this is technically what this is supposed to be used for. I don't know if Nintendo would win. Now, maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. It's interesting, but I don't yeah. think Nintendo's worried about actually having to litigate it in court. It just looks really nice on a letter to Valve, where Valve has no dog in the race, and so they're just like, well, yeah, we're going to make it real easy on ourselves and not put it on here. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the the way I I read it, um, the, uh, what was it, five, five, uh, was it 501? The, the the first one the, the the one where they'll just take it down that that well that that's an actual DMCA and that right. gives the other oper the other party the opportunity to fight back right but the the uh, platform that is putting it up in this case Valve um, would not have known that there is an issue the company that has the issue comes to you and says hey there's an issue with this item on your store and they go, Oh, okay, we'll take it off. You, you two deal with it. Yeah. In the case of the 1201, the company that puts it up in this case, valve would have knowingly realized that there is an issue with this product, but we're, it's in our store anyways. So therefore, therefore, um, in this case, Nintendo, the plaintiff would be able to come after Valve because yeah. you knowingly distributed this item, well, well, knowing again, that it violates our copyright. Again, so, that may or may not, in theory, be what happened, but that is the play right. Nintendo made by quoting right. so, twelve oh one. They are implying that if you help right. distribute this emulator, which is trafficking technology that's made to circumvent our technical measures, right. You're just as liable here. This is not a typical, you know, 502 or 521 claim. Sorry, 
Um, right. So yeah, it's it's so super it's, interesting, but it's also one that I, I wish would actually be litigated. A five twelve well, claim, in, like in there's YouTube case, stuff I wish would just be litigated at yeah, some well, point. <laughs> yeah, there, there's nothing stopping the Dolphin emulator from just launching on their own well, right they, now they until it's, it is available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is available on its own, but yeah, you, you gotta go, go find it. it. Yeah. And, and right. It's still, right, you right. Go install it and stuff. In this it's case, just, it would be. It would be going through Steam, which right, kind it's of the ease legitimize. Of use. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. easy, and it would legitimize it as yeah. a as I a. I have the uh, damn thing on my Steam Deck. Yeah, as a non-dangerous um, software because Steam, a trusted trusted yeah. software, has you know greenlit it. Um, but in in the case of the uh, putting it on Steam, Steam has to know. In I think personally, I think in Nintendo's eyes, Steam has to know. Because it is an emulator, and I think it does state that it specifically emulates GameCube and Wii games. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's so what it's it, for. it has that in the description, which yep. means if it has that in the description, it goes up on the Steam store. Steam knows what the description is, so I think that's where Nintendo is coming from: is that you look at the description, you know exactly what it does, which means you knowingly put something up that circumvents. It's weird that the Dolphin, you know, because things were done this way, the Dolphin team doesn't have a chance to react. Right. Right. In right. under normal circumstances, yeah. Nintendo would send Steam a DMCA. Steam would temporarily take the product down, notify the Dolphin team, and say, "Dolphin, Nintendo, Nintendo, Dolphin, work it out. Let us know what the resolution is." Mm. Uh, and that's typically the the result of a, a, a typical DMCA takedown. In this right. particular case, Valve notified Nintendo and just said, "Hey, these dudes are coming. They're going to put their stuff on Steam." Uh, and Nintendo sent Valve something, and Valve said, oh, okay, never mind. They're not putting their thing on Steam. Yeah. It never gives yeah. Dolphin the opportunity to even have that conversation with Nintendo on how are we breaking copyright, and by the way, here's our well, argument no. saying that we're not. Um, yeah. It just bypasses all of that. Yeah, yeah. I think Valve just did not want to have to deal with it at all. Yeah. So... I think that's what it comes down to. Your boy Brian Holinka, Dom, leaving my boy, your boy, my boy, leaving <laughs> okay. World of Warcraft after well, eleven, go way back. after almost eleven years. The battle design, um, uh, Warcraft lead combat designer for World of Warcraft, Brian Holinka, leaving the team and going to join Greg Ghostcrawler Street in the formation of his new studio. After a few months ago, him leaving Riot and the League of Legends MMO that that team is working on. So now Holinka and Street back together again. So correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't both of these two in a certain photo that implicated certain things? Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not even going to comment. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Mm. So we'll, we'll oh, see, yeah, we'll see what they're working on. But yeah, Holinka on his way out. On his way out. And just this last little bit before we go do games of the week. Metal Gear Delta, Metal Gear Solid Delta, the Snake Eater remake revealed at the uh, showcase was fantastic. Cannot wait. They did tweet out, by the way, the story and character voices in Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater remain the same from the original game. So no Kiefer Sutherland voiceover for Snake. We're getting the original David Hater, baby. And that's oh that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. Let's go do games of the week. Yeah! 
Games of the Week is the way we end every episode of Gaming Gumbo here. It's where all three of us are going to recommend a game. Could be a mobile game, board game, video game, whatever. Something we're played, playing, haven't played at all, but think you should. And you let us know in the comments who gave you the best recommendation. I'm going to go first, and I'm going to give the game Inkbound on Steam. It's 20 bucks. It's in early access right now. If you like strategy titles, moving around, not a tiled board in this case, but that same type of idea, um, and strategically taking your turns in the combat arena, but you also liked Hades and procedural generation and chasing down upgrades through a battle or a dungeon as long as you can make it before you die, Inkbound might be for you. It's a hell of a lot of fun. Played it yesterday. Definitely going to play it some more. Dom, what do you got? Uh, I've been playing uh, an indie game. Uh, Some friends of mine uh, know the developer of this game, so they've been showing it off. Checked it out. The game is called Push XL, P-O-O-S-H. It is a one-button arcade score chaser game. Uh, So very easy. You play it on your mouse and just click the one button. You hook up a controller, you press one button. That's all it takes to play. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I'm sitting around a score of 8,000 right now. I have a couple friends ahead of me, uh, a score of like 10,000. So uh, got a little bit to go, a little bit to go. I think right now, if you get like 11K, you'll make it into the top 100. Uh, so uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, it's like five bucks on Steam. Definitely recommend it. What do you got there, Yod? Well, <clears throat> We were originally going to play some uh, D&D after this session, but uh, both the wife and I are sick, so we can't can't do that today. <laughs> so I'm Jones from D&D, so go out, play some D&D with your friends. Classic, classic dice rolling. That's going to do it here for us. No gaming gumbo next week. Next week, but we'll see you the following week. Until then, Yod, where can everybody find you? Uh, anywhere on social media, I am Yacht Artworks, and right here on Gaming Gumbo, the monthly wrap-up show. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> uh, I would point below me down here, which there's no video, so you can't see it, but uh, at uh, it's Zista on Twitter. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me at MagicMan1 on Twitter, but more importantly, follow at RZ Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O, and you'll know every time we go live with a show, a podcast, stream, and more, and Come hang out with us. Until next time, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers.